Hello and welcome back. Thank you for joining us on another episode of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. I'm your host, Kelby Bachman. The song you just heard is Black and Yellow by Wiz Khalifa, and it is also the walkout song for the next guest on the show, Jacob Hartwig. Jacob was actually a classmate and high school teammate of mine at Monticello High School in Iowa. I'm excited to feature Jacob on the podcast because he embodies the journey of the common wrestler. He qualified for state his senior year, but was never the top guy on the team. He came into practice, worked really hard, and just continued to get better every day. He eventually joined the Marines and even wrestled in a couple of tournaments while stationed in Japan. So sit back, relax, and enjoy Jacob Hartwig. All right. I'm here with Jacob Hartwig, my former high school teammate, Monticello, Iowa. Jacob, what's up? How's it going? Thanks Not for, too bad, man. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for sitting down with me. I know you got a, a, a child, and so that's taking up all your time. I appreciate you just kind of sitting down and talk about some wrestling here. <laughs> Absolutely, man. When when I seen you post your your first podcast and whatnot, I was like, oh, man, Kelby's doing a podcast? Because I'm a huge, you know, on my Spotify playlist, I've got 20 podcasts that I listen to regularly. Mm-hmm. I got a sports podcast, wrestling podcast, all these things. So I'm a big podcast fan. And then you pop up and it's, you know, I see it on LinkedIn and all this stuff. I'm like, <laughs> man, Kelby's got a podcast? But the jealousy started setting yeah. it right away. Man. That's why I hit you up. Yeah. I was like, hey, you ever want to talk wrestling? Let me know. Yeah, you were the first person to say something. And so I, I felt obligated in a way to be like, yeah, of course. I mean – you have a wrestling experience that you know that it's probably interesting to hear about so that's why i wanted to to chat so i appreciate you reaching out when you did and i'm glad we were able to sit down and talk i know it's been a couple months but i appreciate you still taking some time absolutely we're both we're both busy busy individuals (laughs) yeah um yeah well let's let's start from the beginning i'd say with you um when did you start wrestling? Because I think um, a lot of times people who wrestle, they think like they start right away. Did, was that the same for you? Did you start right away? No. So I started wrestling in seventh grade and I had actually thought about it. You know, I was good friends with Brandon Johnson and he started wrestling when he was like three or four. Really? And I always kind of wanted to do it. But my parents were always totally against it. You know, my mom always put me in basketball and every other sport. Well, Ryan Lundsman would, you know, see my mom places and and talk to her and try and get her to let me go out and everything. And, And then in seventh grade, I don't know what he said to her, but finally, you know, got her convinced that, you know, I should give wrestling a try and everything. So I finally was able to give it the whirl. Yeah, and what happened to Brandon? Because I know he – he did he wrestle in high school at all? I know when I moved there, he didn't wrestle. I think he went out freshman year for sure and maybe sophomore year. But it was that same old story, I think, man. You know, he wrestled – he was doing weekend tournaments all the time growing up mm-hmm. and, you know, spent a lot of time devoted to wrestling – to by the time that, you know, we were in high school and stuff, I just don't think that fire and that drive was yeah. there, you know, uh, to do it anymore. Yeah. You know, and I think that's a common thing that you see uh, in the wrestling community. 
you know, is yeah. a lot of people, by the time they hit the high school age, they've been doing it for so long, you know, that they're like, eh, they might be there, but even if they're there, that drive still might not be there. Yeah. You know, they might be there just to kind of finish it out and say that they did it, but that drive still isn't there because they've just been beaten down for so long, you know? Yeah. I mean, I remember my brother in eighth grade. I mean, I think he had a hundred matches in, you know, and I, it, it is. It was crazy. Yeah. You know, how many, like, when, did you go to weekend tournaments by the time you were in seventh grade then? Did you like, is that when you started to pick it up a little bit or did you just kind of do the middle school and then? I just did the middle school. I didn't do any extracurricular because I was still, you know, I pretty much played every sport that was offered, you yeah. know, football, basketball, wrestling, baseball, soccer, you know, I, everything but track. So I never, it was once wrestling was over, it was on to the next sport, mm-hmm. you know, whatever sport came next. Um, so I didn't, I can't necessarily say that I devoted any extra time to it, mm-hmm. but it was also one of those things where it was new to me. Yeah. So there was that freshness of, you know, I was eager to go to wrestling practice. Yeah. I was eager to learn new things. Um, everything was new. So there was still that fun aspect of me for me because it was something new. You know, I wasn't sitting at wrestling practice relearning the half Nelson for the <laughs> you know, 500th time, you know. Mm-hmm. I do remember that my my seventh grade year at middle school practice, a single leg was what we were teaching, you know, or coaching. Yeah. You get it, you know, like there are kids who are brand new to the sport that need to learn it. Yeah, I do also remember being the one of the more experienced ones going, oh, geez, you know. But, yeah. Um, but yeah, who was your middle school coach? I think it was Ryan. Really? Okay. Yeah, I think it was Ryan and, oh, man, maybe Don Smith. Maybe. I want to say Ryan for sure because he's the one that got me talked into it, and then I'm pretty sure he was my wrestling coach also Um, for seventh and eighth grade, I believe. That makes sense. I think if I remember, I thought he was the middle school coach when I moved there. Um. Because Keith would have been Keith Chapman, mm-hmm. like freshman through junior yeah, year, junior year, yeah, would have been the head coach. So yeah, I think for a year, was, yeah, I mean, he, and Ryan might have followed us up to maybe seventh and eighth grade. He was junior high, and then took an assistant coach when I became a freshman. Because mm-hmm. I remember him being up in the high school wrestling room, you know. Yeah, and maybe he did both. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. What weight were you when you were kind of? Growing up, because you wrestled 189 as a senior, but what did you kind of, yep. what was your weight kind of fluctuating there? So I started at one, I know my freshman year I wrestled at 135. So I would assume I was probably pretty close to that in seventh and eighth grade. Did you cut any weight? Um, no, I never. Yeah. You know, there was more, it was more the game with me. I had to figure <laughs> out who I could beat. So, <laughs> you know, because I was in that area with like, Cody Simmons, mm-hmm. uh, Logan Felton, Dylan Ash. So those yeah. three guys were right around my weight. So it was like, all right, well, let's figure out where these guys are going. And mm-hmm. then I'm either going to bump up or try and cut weight to avoid have to, having to wrestle off with them, you know? Yeah. But in junior high, everyone wrestled. So, yeah, true. And that was <laughs> – that was kind of the learning curve there was through junior high. I think there's some sort of rating system, you know, yeah. of like mm-hmm. 
this kid's in his first year wrestling, so they try and match you up with other first year wrestlers. Yeah, I believe and, it's like a one to five system, if I remember. Is it? Yeah. You know. And do you know so it's like one, you know, this kid's been wrestling his whole life. Yeah, man. one was up there and five I think was, you know, the newer kids. Yeah. And uh so through seventh and eighth grade, you know, I you know, one of the years I know I went like sixteen and four or something. Wow. So I was having success, but I'm wrestling other kids that have never wrestled before. And still, that's impressive. I mean, right. I don't know how many stories I hear about kids that go out and they just get their butt kicked, man. Right. So to have success right away is that's pretty impressive. Even though they're, I mean, yeah, you're in the same boat, but that's what also makes it impressive is you are in the same boat that you're beating these kids. So that shows at least some potential there already. Right. And I think that's what lit the fire was going out there and actually winning matches and stuff and being like, okay, I can do this. Cause mm-hmm. you do hear this, you know, you hear the stories of all these kids that have been wrestling their whole life. So you're like, I'm 10 years behind the curve right now. Yeah. Am I even going to be able to, you know, pick up that time loss and even be competitive, competitive at all? Yeah. So it was definitely a confidence builder to to win some matches right off the get go, getting involved. Yeah, and that kind of also plays into the why they do it that way is for right. for people and kids like you that that builds your confidence because nobody wants to get beat all the time. Right. So, you know that maybe in a way also led you to high school and some success there. What, what were your success like as you kind of got into high school, like junior or not junior freshman, sophomore year, were you on varsity? So, and that's, and that's where the the mindset shifted. So I went through that success of like, man, this is fun when it matches in junior high. Mm-hmm. And then I think my freshman year, now don't quote me on all the numbers, oh, but okay. yeah. I might've went like five and 20 something, 30 something, you know, so I was just getting my butt whooped, but I was finding ways to wrestle varsity. You know, I remember wrestling off with, uh, with Jamie Chapel a lot and, and stuff, but still I was finding ways to get varsity matches, but I was just getting beat, mm-hmm. you know, and that was a struggle to go from, you know, Hey, I'm winning matches. I'm doing pretty good to then realizing, you know, once I got to high school, it's a completely different ball game. You know, so there was a lot of uh, back and forth decision making to the point, you know, I think my sophomore year, I actually did wrestling practice and basketball practice for like the first two weeks because I was trying to I was doing morning basketball and (laughs) afternoon wrestling practice because I hadn't made up my mind of. I had gotten beat so much my freshman year wrestling. I was like, is this really what I want to do? Yeah. You know, so. I was going to both practices trying to figure out, you know, am I going to do wrestling or am I going to do basketball? And what led you to stay, stick it out? You know, I looked at the basketball court and I was like, you know, Jay Ulrichs is (laughs) always going to be better than me. So do I want to sit on the bench or wrestling gave you the opportunity to fight for your position? You know what I mean? So it wasn't like, I knew in wrestling, nobody was guaranteed that spot. I was at least going to get a wrestle off yeah. to wrestle the person to try and make the varsity lineup. So I was like, I'll take my chances that way. 
you know, I'll, I'll take my chances trying to wrestle off for a varsity spot. I don't think I'm ever going to be as good at basketball as Jay Ulrichs was. So. <laughs> so it was, so it was Jay Ulrichs that got you to to keep to keep wrestling. Well, it it definitely played a decision. And now looking back, <laughs> to think I had that kind of mindset to look at that landscape and make a decision based off of, you know, I'm going to ride the bench the rest of my time in high school if I play basketball. Mm-hmm. You know, I might get to come in with two minutes left or whatever. But wrestling, I'll at least get the opportunity to try and earn a spot on the varsity squad. Mm-hmm. So I took it. Yeah. And. I'm, I'm pretty sure I wrestled varsity the next three years. Um, so it, I think it ended up being a good decision for me. Yeah. And as, as a sophomore, you know, you kind of, your freshman year had, had not quite the success you had, but what about your sophomore year? I think I, it wasn't much better. I might've got a little bit closer mm-hmm. to a, like a 50, 50, you know, I wasn't losing as many matches, but well, there you go. I was I was winning some more. Yeah, you know, but I also hadn't hit like a growth spurt or nothing yet. Yeah, you know, I was still just this, you know, very average bodied <laughs> high schooler. Yeah, you know, I wasn't. I didn't have muscles. I didn't have you know any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I don't think success really came or success for me really came until probably my senior year Mm -hmm. but through that process was the learning you know so I think it took those freshmen through or seventh through junior year to learn wrestling to have really one year to start applying things and and stuff like that yeah so as a junior what kind of success did you have that's when so I kind of that's when I moved in was my junior year our junior year and when did what kind of success did you have then not the success that you did. I know that much. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think I was still right around that that fifty fifty mark. I think I might have had more wins that I had losses my junior year. Um, but by that time, I was. I think I was really loving the sport and wanting to get better at it. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, I, if I remember right, you like you kind of said you there were some guys in the range where you kind of fluctuated in your weight. Cause if I, at 189, you were like an undersized 89 pounder. Yeah. I weighed in at the state tournament at like 172. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so that, I mean, give yourself some grace there. You know, you were wrestling guys who probably were walking around at 200. Right. You know, right. In the first and, round you wrestled Trevor Volker and that dude was a monster. Oh man. <laughs> well, and then, uh, God, it was the other kid's name. Uh, oh, I can picture him, but I can't remember his name. And he was just, I walked out there. I felt like David and Goliath, you know. <laughs> I was like, what am I going to have to do right here to make this work? You know, but yeah. and I, I think I went, you know, freshman year was 135. Then I think I was at 152, then 160, and then jumped up to 189 my senior year. Just because some big jumps. Um, well, and that was solely because, you know, I, it was playing the game with, could I beat Dylan Ash? No. Could I beat Cody Simmons? No. Could I beat Logan Felton? No. So playing the odds. You wrestled Bruce McWilliams from Sheldon. Okay. On the backside. 
So yeah, you wrestled Trevor Volker from Dallas Center Grimes, and then Bruce McWilliams from Sheldon SO, wherever that is. But Sheldon, I guess, on the back. Yeah, the Volker guy was just a monster. Yeah. Yeah, he ended up. Yeah, he got second that year. Yeah, did the it was Stuart Holloway right that got first? Yeah. Yeah, and he was an absolute monster too. Yeah. So just being able to go out and compete against those guys, you know, I mean, well, and just have, yeah, having the opportunity, you know, if you would have told me my freshman year getting pinned and stuff as many times as I did, like that, Hey, if you stick with this, you'll have the chance to wrestle, you know, at the state tournament as a senior. Yeah. I would you're crazy. Not a chance, you know? Yeah. But there you were, you know, at Wells Fargo as a senior, as an undersized 89 pounder. Cause it wasn't only at state, you were doing this the whole, the whole year. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I think the biggest thing was, I don't know if it was Ryan that taught me or, but someone showed me leg riding. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, Like, Hey, you're not going to be as big as these guys. And, you know, showed me how to start using the legs and stuff more. And, I would say that was probably a huge um, attribute to my success, I guess, yeah. and as far as making it to the state tournament. Yeah. Stuff. Who did you, know, you have? And a little luck in there. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, because you got long legs, don't you? Yeah, well, and I had hit a growth spurt that year, mm-hmm. and I ended up hitting, you know, I'm six one now, so I hit a growth spurt after high school too, but mm-hmm. – I was finally, you know, freshman year, I was probably 5'4", five, 5'5". Five, five. Yeah, okay. And then by senior year, I was probably 5'11", 6 foot. Dang, okay. Like, I grew and, you know, now I'm just this long, lanky fella. <laughs> yeah. So I was able to – and it, it was a way to, you know, wrestle my kind of match, you yeah. know. I could get the legs in and ride and waste time and, and things like that. Wrestling, you know – the exact kind of wrestling that I don't like to watch now is exactly what I did, you know, to, to yeah. get there. Same, same. I, I I know I wrestled that same way too, where it was like, slow down the match, make it my match. And, you know, yeah. yeah. The leg rider. Now, that's awesome. I forgot that you were the leg rider. Yeah. It's, it's one thing that I think I could attribute a lot of that to. And I don't know who showed me and maybe it just, you know, a big part of it was I used to wrestle Briar Bierman oh, in the wrestling room at practice. And he would just destroy me with cross faces and stuff yeah. to the point like, I'm ready to fight this kid because he's <laughs> just every which way I looked, I'm getting hit. And I just remember thinking like, okay, I need to learn this. Yeah. I need to learn how to do this. So there's a second person that you've named that I don't recall wrestling, um, you know, or who didn't stick it out. And here you are, like, sticking it out. What, like, again, I still just, why did you stick it out? Oh, man. There was, you know, the there was a, a thing about wrestling and the, the difficultness of it. And it was almost like a badge of honor. You know, mm-hmm. and I think that was like a a thing with the cutting weight and stuff too, which I never had to do. Mm-hmm. But there was like the badge of honor of just being a wrestler, 
you know, because everybody knew the grind of it, the hard work. We were getting up, running in the morning, practice at night. And then the guys that cut weight, it was like another badge of honor. You know, like I'm grinding even harder than these other guys, you know. But uh, I just liked it. I liked the grittiness of it, you know, and it wasn't until Holub came in and like brought that kind of mentality of like just like be savages go hard you know like yes yeah work 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 you know that i was like i like this you know and it did it kind of felt like a badge of honor i think at the time Mm -hmm. you know and i found myself getting better and stuff and it was in the grand scheme of things it's still fresh to me you know i'm only a couple years into it yeah so i think i liked it you know while i was in it like we spoke before you know it was there was times that it absolutely sucked, you know, and you're like, ah, oh, man, you know, Saturday tournaments and stuff. But yeah. looking back, there was something there that, that kept me, you know, involved in it and stuff. And, you know, I still love wrestling to this day. So, yeah. Um, and then, so that's leads us into after high school, you went to, um, you would join the Marine Corps. Did you, you, you've seen the water, I think it was the Waterloo Cedar Falls article, from you yep. the pick, yeah with you on the what what was going on in there so we uh before leaving the boot camp they do like a a family night where they bring your like all the parents and stuff and they tell you what's going to happen at boot camp and all this stuff and mm-hmm. uh they always bring out drone instructors for this so they fly these guys from either paris island or or san diego and they just give you like a little 10 minute you know, introduction of what boot camp's going to be like. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know what I did or what I said, but that gentleman in the photo, he seemed to take a liking to me. Yeah, he did. Yeah. And he just stuck on me for, you know, almost the whole time, you know, cause they're, you're, they're telling you get up, get down, get up, push ups, crunches, and yeah. just, you know, wearing you out for 10, 15 minutes. And I remember that picture coming out in the paper and just being like, Oh my goodness. You know, <laughs> And that, that day had me second guessing my whole decision yeah. about getting the Marine Corps, that's yeah. for sure. What what was that like? So you where did you go to boot camp at? In San Diego. Okay. So you went out to San yeah. Diego. And how long is boot camp? Thirteen weeks. Thirteen weeks, okay. So, so it's a little longer now, I think, but uh then in two thousand ten it was thirteen weeks. Okay. So let's if you compare that to wrestling, I think wrestling starts in November. So we got November, December, January, February. So about four months, so about 16 weeks. So it's it's roughly about the same. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Um, when you were out there, did like, did you ever wish like, oh, man, as bad as sometimes the wrestling was, wrestling practice, did you ever go, man, I wish I was in wrestling practice night right now. Like that would be so much better than this or vice oh, yeah. versa. Or were you like, man, this is not as bad as wrestling practice. Uh, you know, really at the time I was thinking I should have went to college, but, (laughs) uh, it was kind of, it was kind of the same aspect, you know, just a, a grind and stuff. But I definitely think a lot of the attributes that I learned through wrestling, you know, carried over into my time in the Marine Corps. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, and like we were talking before that being able to do something that you hate, or something that sucks and having the perseverance to push through it. I think that was an attribute that I learned in wrestling, you know, 
things get hard, you know, adversity comes about, you know, you go from winning to all of a sudden losing, you know, do you have the mindset to overcome that mm-hmm. and continue on the path? And I, I contribute a lot of my success in the Marine Corps to those things that I, that were instilled upon me in the wrestling run. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's well put, well said there. Um, you know, and one thing you kind of just mentioned was, do you have the perseverance to kind of push through the hard times? Cause sometimes you don't even know what the good times are going to be like. Right. You know, like you were saying earlier, you didn't, if you would have told you that, Hey, Jacob, you stick this out, you'll be a state qualifier as a senior. You would have been like, okay. Yeah. Right. right. But yeah, you know, there you were and here you are today, you know, and the success you had through the Marine Corps, you know, was, you never know what that green light might be at the other end, I guess, is what I'm trying to get at. Right. And I think that's a huge thing in wrestling, you know, like all the hours put in, in the wrestling room, like if you can keep your mindset on what's going to become of that, you know, the hard work and the sweat and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. If you can keep your mindset beyond that, then I think uh, you're much more liable for success. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like these are just steps, you know, steps to the the further on goal that I have, Mm -hmm. you know, and not let it deter you from trying to achieve that. Yeah. And um, so you, you went out to San Diego. Where did you go from San Diego then? If you're allowed uh, to tell, I, I don't know what you're allowed to say and not say, or you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I went to, I I went to my job school after San Diego. Well, I stayed in California for another month to. It's called MCT, Marine Corps Combat Training. So they teach you, you know, basic combat skills, patrolling, and that stuff. So I was there for a month, and then I flew over to North Carolina for. I think I was there for two or three months for mm-hmm. to learn my job in the Marine Corps. And then from there, I went to Okinawa, Japan for two years. Wow. Okay. And that's where wrestling again kind of came back into your life. Yeah, we – there was – so on Okinawa, they had, I don't know, four or five bases. And the rec portion of the Marine Corps, I guess, the – I think it's called like NCC sports or something. Mm -hmm. And they kind of, you know, ran all the gyms and stuff on all these bases. They'd always have these tournaments, you know, ping pong tournaments and (laughs) all these other tournaments and stuff. And I started seeing these wrestling tournaments popping up. Really? And yeah. So finally I was able to talk a kid from another platoon into going to one of these wrestling tournaments with me. And so we went, on a weekend or whatever wrestled in these tournaments and we both ended up doing pretty good. Really? Yeah. So we're like, Hey, let's go to more of these. (laughs) Where were these tournaments at? Like, were they on, were they on base or? Yeah, they were on base. So you're wrestling other Marines or, uh, I don't know if airmen, I know you were at least wrestling for sure. Marines. I don't know if the army was involved in stuff too, but you know, there was a, it was cool to see that that many people were interested in it. Yeah. You know, cause they had full brackets for weight classes and stuff. Like, like are, were these like four man brackets or. Yeah. Probably. And maybe eight, mm-hmm. you know, uh, depending on how many people they had at the weight classes, yeah. you know, I think for the heavier guys, they weren't getting as many 
people involved, yeah. but especially those common middleweights, you know, they had a lot of people showing up to, to do these wrestling tournaments. It was cool to see. Yeah. Did you guys weigh in and stuff? Yeah, weigh-ins, the whole <laughs> works, man. It felt – I was like, man, I'm right back in high school. Oh, yeah? Flexing on the scale yeah. and everything. And, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. And were, you said – you made it seem like there's a lot of like a lot of people here? Yeah, I was surprised at how many people showed up to, to do it, mm-hmm. you know. And the looking – knowing what I know now, looking back, like – so I got – Later on in the process, I was a recruiter for the Marine Corps, mm-hmm. and the Marine Corps actually did like a a nationwide, um, what do you call like publicity thing, mm-hmm. where they were going for wrestlers. You know, like when they what they have did they have worlds in Nebraska? What they have in Nebraska a couple years back? They had the uh, yeah, I think it was the World Team Trials. Yeah, right. and they had the Marines, you know, going out out there on the mat and giving stuff to the winners and stuff. Oh, yes, well, the, yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, the Marine Corps, you know, contracted that out or whatever because they had decided that wrestlers were the kind of people that they wanted in the Marine Corps. You know, wow. so it's crazy how all that ties together where, you know, from a recruitment standpoint, you know, higher officials in the Marine Corps were like, hey, you know, these kids that are wrestling and yeah. stuff like that, those are the kind of people we want in the Marine Corps, so let's go try and get them. You know, and now Man. looking back to see how many wrestlers were in the Marine Corps going to these tournaments and mm-hmm. stuff, it all kind of makes sense. Yeah, and that was just at your at your base in Okinawa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all over the place where this could be going on too. Do you know if that's going on other places or? Yeah, it was definitely going on in uh, in Camp Pendleton in California and you know Lejeune in North Carolina. I mean the Marine Corps wrestling team every so often would have tryouts and stuff What for people to come and try out to make the the Marine Corps wrestling team or make the practice squad and stuff like that. Really? And where were, so where would this, this team go? So you make the, so you make this Marine Corps team, where do they go? Like, they travel all around the world and wrestle, man. <laughs> what? And get paid. Yeah. Get paid to be a full-time wrestler. For Marine, for the Marine Corps, for the Marine Corps, yep, absolutely, wow. yeah. At one point in time, you know, when I came back to the states, that was definitely in my mind. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, how do I get involved in this stuff? You know, knowing realistically, did I have any sort of chance of making the Marine Corps wrestling team? Probably not. But I knew that they had, you know, lower rosters and stuff. Mm-hmm. And in my head, I was just like. It would be so cool to get paid by the Marine Corps to wrestle. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, and I had, you know, going back to Okinawa, you know, we went to those tournaments and stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, then my platoon started getting this influx of wrestlers. So, you know, I had a sergeant come and, you know, I don't know for sure. I want to say he was a three-time or four-time state champ. And he is actually on like the junior worlds or whatever, traveling around wrestling. Yeah. So he joined our platoon. So we started talking about wrestling. Well, then we got a, another sergeant who was actually on the Marine Corps wrestling team. So then I was like, okay, we got all this knowledge here. I was able to work it out where we got wrestling mats and put them in one of our long bays at work. And we were holding no kidding wrestling practices. 
at work, yeah. you know, and, and getting people to come and practice so we could travel to these tournaments in Okinawa and, and wrestle and stuff. Wow. That's, that's, yeah. I don't even know what to say. That's pretty sweet. I got to say it was, that it was, for, that's it was awesome. fun. It was awesome. Yeah. You know, just a bunch of people that enjoyed wrestling and, you know, we were able to kind of put things together and make it work. It was looking back. It was pretty neat. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. How, how, what kind of success did you have? You personally there? I think I only wrestled in three tournaments, and I know I got first in the first two, uh, and I think I got second in the last one that I did. Um, But the cooler part was just more people joining our group Mm -hmm. and wanting to be involved, like girls, you know, jumping in and, you know, girls wrestling at the time in 2011. Right. You know, was pretty much unheard of you mm-hmm. know so getting these ladies in there and they're getting after it and you know we're yeah. learning technique from guys that you know one that actually wrestled on the Marine Corps wrestling team and another guy that was a three or four time state champ like it was just cool to be around wrestling again yeah mm-hmm. yeah and so did you get anything did you get like a trophy or a medal or anything for winning or yeah, I got some towels. You'll have to skim through my Facebook. I got a picture of me actually with long hair too, and I'm holding up this little towel and it says champion on it. Oh, you and got I'm, a towel. Okay. I think yeah, I think I've saved them. I got them in like a box somewhere around the house here. What but, about like a bracket? Did you get a bracket too? You know? No, I didn't get a bracket. No, Dang. just a like a hand towel, you know, that said <laughs> champion on it. So Hey. Hey, that's, Something's better than nothing. Yeah. It's the Marine Corps, man. We ain't got a lot of money. <laughs> yeah. That's that's still pretty cool, I guess. You know, like right. you said, something's better than nothing. A little memento. Um, so how long – so you were in, in Japan for two years and then you came back to the States? Yep. And then you were a recruiter in Cedar Rapids? Yeah, so I, so I came back to the States in 2013 mm-hmm. and then I joined uh, – I was out in Camp Pendleton – where I was with one five and then I deployed with them to Australia and then came back from Australia and then went to a new unit and deployed with them to Kuwait. Any wrestling in Australia or Kuwait? No. No. Um, I got in Australia. I met a guy that was into Brazilian jujitsu. Ooh. Okay. So I would go roll a lot with him. Mm -hmm. Um, and started learning that a little bit just because it was the closest thing yeah. that I could find. I was struggling. I found a couple guys that would go roll with me because they had these uh, – they weren't wrestling mats but padded rooms. Yeah. So we would go there and wrestle and stuff. But uh, I found another guy who was getting more people to do this jujitsu stuff. And I was like, okay, we're still rolling around and somewhat wrestling. Yeah. you know. So I started doing that a little bit more. What was that like? What So – Brazilian jiu-jitsu what what would you describe that as um so it there's definitely a form of wrestling to it but mm-hmm. more so a game of chess between you and another person as far as trying to make the other one tap out mm-hmm. okay. you know so you're trying to put the other person in a submission mm-hmm. you know and make them tap out so that that part was tough and there's a lot of aspects as far as being on your back and stuff that oh, right. is mm-hmm. counterproductive to wrestling so it took a little bit of learning that, but <laughs> yeah, just the enjoyment of being on the mat and rolling around with people, you know, was, mm-hmm. it was fun. All right. So you went to, you went from, you said you went to Australia, then you went back to your, a different platoon and then went to Kuwait. Yep. 
and then came back. Yep. And then I came back to California and then that's when I found out that I was going on recruiting duty. So knowing I was going on recruiting duty, I was like, okay, this is my chance to be in the Marine Corps and try and be in Iowa. Mm-hmm. So I, um, uh, started picking up the phone and reaching out to people, trying to make some connections. And I was actually able to make it work where I got uh, Mason city back here mm-hmm. in Iowa. Mm-hmm. So that's where I started off my recruiting efforts. Were you like, how did you become a recruiter? Did they just like your personality and they're like, Hey, I think you would hit it off with people and let's get you out recruiting or. No. So the, the Marine Corps, uh, sooner or later, you're going to have to do one of those tours, recruiting duty, uh, drill instructor duty, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So knowing that I was going to have to do one of them, I volunteered uh, to go do recruiting duty because yeah. that was a chance for me to get back to Iowa. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I basically just took a chance and said, well, hey, I'll volunteer for this duty. Yeah. And then uh, I was like, you know, with this duty, I can try and get back to Iowa and be around my family and stuff for mm-hmm. three years and still be in the Marine Corps. So I raised my hand and I volunteered yeah. for it. And then, oh, so you ended up in Mason City. And how long were you there? I was in Mason City for a year and a half. Mm-hmm. And that's where, um, is that where the birthplace of Seabolt Wrestling Academy was? I mean, he's up there. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I know. I don't know if he's got like his own building and stuff, but he was working with a lot of kids out at Nyack. Yeah. Is up there mm-hmm. and he would have, you know, his training sessions up there at Nyack. And even, you know, when I was there, the, oh, there's two freshmen right now that are wrestling for Iowa that were from Mason city. Mm-hmm. Oh, I can see him, but I can't picture the last name. And I actually went a couple of times and watched those two wrestle. Cause yeah. the one was ranked number one. Uh, at his weight and stuff, uh, Shriver, yep. the Shriver brothers. Yeah. Yeah. So I was going up and watching them wrestle, you know, just yeah. cause they were big names and yeah. stuff. So, yeah, they, yeah. So you went up and just watched them practice? No, I would go watch their oh. meets and stuff. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then actually once I found out that I could get into the Nyack wrestling room, I was actually taking my poolies. I recruited quite a few kids that were wrestlers <laughs> Yeah, and I would take, I would take these kids out there and, and wrestle with them and, you know, try and throw them around a little bit, you know, get me into shape. Yeah. So, so you, wait, was, you would go up to Nyack's wrestling practice and you'd wrestle with these kids. You'd just be like, Hey, let's, let's go. So I would, I would take the high school kids that I was trying to put in the Marine Corps. Oh, okay. And I would take them to Nyack knowing that I could get in their wrestling room and then we would oh. wrestle and roll around and stuff. And, you know, just another way of like, hey, I can't let this wrestling thing go. <laughs> yeah. Anytime I can try and find a way to get on the mat, I want to do it. So, how did you do up and up at Nyack? Um, you you beat up on some kids, or they beat up on you? A uh, little bit of both. You know, yeah. they would they would wear me down. You know, on recruiting duty, I didn't have as much time to keep myself in shape. So, mm-hmm. you know, there's a, a a little guy, Trevor Johnson, who. Uh, I ended up putting the ring cord, but you know, he was like half my size and he would just, he would take it to me sometimes for sure. I didn't yeah. have the conditioning to keep up with him. That's for sure. Yeah. Yeah. There's, but I would take some other kids up there and stuff too. Yeah. You, you'd beat up on some guys. Try to, you know, yeah. you, can't, you can't let them always win. That's for sure. Yeah. 
and there's just something about wrestling like out of all the sports that I did, I don't know about for you. Whenever I got done wrestling, it was I always felt the worst. Like I just felt like I just got put through I, I don't even know. My forearms would be sore, my neck, my shoulders, like my whole body would just be like sore. You know? Right. I don't know if that was your experience either or Absolutely. And it's just correct me if I'm wrong, but it's just a different kind of conditioning. Yeah. You know, like you can go run the miles and stuff and put the miles in. But once you get on the mat and you're doing live goes, it's just a whole different set of conditioning. Like you're using yeah. every aspect of your body, full exertion for, <laughs> you know, three minute goes or whatever. Yeah. Who did you roll around with you know, in high school? Like who was your practice partner? I forget. Was it like, did you roll around with like Justin Schmidt? He would have – I hated wrestling that kid. Uh, I would wrestle with him a little bit, but he was always bigger than me. Yeah. But uh, like Mitch McLaughlin, I know once I got older, I wrestled with him a lot. Tom Ferris, you know, I'd get my butt whooped by Logan Felton and Mm -hmm. Dylan Ash when I wrestled them and stuff. Um. But, yeah, I'd say Mitch McLaughlin, we always partnered up as much as we could, and, yeah. and Tom Ferris, too. Tom Ferris. I wonder what yeah. he's up to nowadays. Because he, he joined the Marines, didn't he, Tom? He did, yeah. I see him back here in Monticello so yeah. often. Really? Every so often, yeah. yeah. So he's back in town. Yeah. But Do you have any plans to kind of get involved in wrestling in the future or soon or, you know, coaching certificate? Has that ever crossed your mind? Yeah, for sure. I, uh, like I said, the last, you know, I've been out of the Marine Corps since 2020 mm-hmm. and I've been trying to get my personal life figured out, you yeah. know, yeah. what am I going to do for a career, you know, finish school or whatnot. But, and then through the, the little youngster into the mix. So mm-hmm. life has just been chaotic, but yeah. things are starting to finally settle down and stuff where I'd absolutely love to get involved with the, the Monticello wrestling program and stuff like that. And, you know, maybe if I reached out to Ryan, you know, he'd enjoy having someone else up in the wrestling room to, to help out and stuff. But yeah, I think it'd be cool to watch generations come through. Yeah. You know, and, and watch kids develop and get better and, and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And help the next Jacob Hartwig, you know, I mean, sometimes kids like yourself growing up can get lost in the shuffle. You know, because you don't have the accolades, because, you know, you're not this huge name from growing up in the sport that, you know, sad to say, you know, people tend to kind of not work with you as much because, you know, there's more potential with these kids. Absolutely. I know I'm trying to be nice about it, but, you know, it's just like. Yeah, that's kind of the reality, unfortunately. Absolutely, and it's the truth, you know. And how do you how do you fix that as a coach? You know what I mean? Like, if you're a coach and you got you know four kids that you know have the potential to be you know state qualifiers, state champions, and stuff as a freshman, like how do you balance that, ensuring that those guys are getting the attention that they need to make it that far, but then also you know giving assets and stuff to these other kids who are 
borderline, you know, who probably aren't going to qualify for state or anything, but they're still in that wrestling room and being a part of the team, you know? Yeah. How would you, how would you balance that? You know, if you're going to be, you're going to be going into coaching and you've been on that kind of that side, you know, how would you kind of balance that? What, what do you think you got the help that you got that got you to be a state qualifier? You know what I'm saying? Like what, what did you right? I think it's like a like a blanket approach, you know, kind of, you know, and I don't know because I've never coached before mm-hmm. and, and stuff. But, you know, I was just watching something about Tom Brands this morning. And he was saying something how, you know, his wrestling room is kind of a, a come and go kind of thing of like you come in knowing what you got to get done, but you're not watching the clock. So if what you need to get done takes you two hours, then you leave after you get done. If what you need to get done takes you 45 minutes, then you leave. And I'm not saying that kids would leave and stuff, but it's tough. Like you said, when you have kids that have been wrestling since they were four years old, you know, do those kids need to be working on single legs again, you know, and drill, drill, drill and, and stuff like that. I get it. But, that would definitely be a tough coaching challenge to try and find that balance Mm -hmm. of, you know, working with those advanced level kids and also having, you know, the beginners and trying to appropriate your attention across the board. Yeah. That would, you know, now you got me thinking that would be a very difficult coaching challenge for sure. Mm -hmm. And, but I think you could be, I think a head coach though is only as good as his assistants. So having somebody like you in there could be very beneficial. Right. You know, and even if it's just a volunteer thing, you know, absolutely. I mean, you have experiences that I don't have that Ryan Mm -hmm. Lundsman doesn't have, you know, like what makes you special is the experiences that you have in, I mean, you wrestled with some dude that was a four time champ or three, four time champ. Like I'm sure there's knowledge that you have. Right. And just because you're not, you know, what I've also learned over the years, just because you don't have all these accolades doesn't mean that you can't be a successful coach. Absolutely. You know, I mean, I don't think Sean McVay was some huge, awesome football player. Right. Him, you know, so. Absolutely. And I looked at it like, you know, even the coaching that like Ryan is just a guru when it comes to wrestling, you know, and has been around it so long and, you know, knows the ins and outs and technique and all that kind of stuff. But Hollow hit something different in my mindset as a person, you know, he didn't know technique and all that kind of stuff, you know, Ryan did all that kind of stuff, but Hollow, I don't know, just drove this, you know, no quit mentality into my brain of like, just keep going. You know, you're tired, whatever, keep going. Mm -hmm. And at the time, you know, running sprints in the snow outside, you know, I'm like, this is high school wrestling practice, (laughs) you know, and we're doing sprints in the snow. Yes, yeah, yes. But looking back, I'm like, it's a mindset thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like setting no boundaries for yourself. You're tired, keep going. No one cares, you know, and just, you know, training yourself to be an animal. Yeah. You know, that clicked something with me that you know i i took further on in my lifetime you know so i think different different people you know will grab different things from different people you know because i'm sure there's some people where ryan's the guy 
you know, the technique and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But, you know, maybe there's a guy in the room that just needs someone to, you know, tell him to quit being a pansy and push on. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. Um, is that kind of what you still bring to your life today? You know, like even when your job's going difficult or you got something stressing you out at home or whatever that, you know, like, hey, I just need to push through this. You know, like, is that stuff still you take to your life today? Yeah, I would say with my life today, there is a, oh man, there is a fear of the person that I used to be that lingers in my head as far as, you know, even with, you know, and I try not to think about it, but looking back on making it to state and stuff, what extra things would I was what what extra things was was I doing even in the slightest to make myself better nothing you know what I mean mm-hmm. I showed up to wrestling practice I wrestled and I went home you know and I was so distracted by everything else going on being a high schooler yeah. that I had zero discipline in anything that I was doing you know I was disciplined enough to make it to practice and stay the length of practice. Other than that, discipline went out the window. And I look back on that person and, you know, just I strive now to never be like that, you know, to constantly be setting goals for myself and Mm -hmm. like always trying to reach the next step, whether that's, you know, being a husband, being a father now, my career, you know, whatever that is like never settling in the manner in which I did before. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, when I told kids when I was recruiting them in the Marine Corps, regret is horrible. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I look back on things and I'm just, you know, disgusted is a strong word, but was there a lot of potential there that was completely wasted? I think so, you know, but I never had anybody really, you know, drilling me down and trying to keep me on that path, you know? So I think that's what motivates me more than anything today is just looking back at that and just being like, no, never again, you know? Yeah. And I can relate. I I have a past too that is not very pretty uh, myself, you know? So I do have share that regret with you. And yeah, I I know you say disgusted is a kind of a heavy word, but yeah, I mean, there are things that I'm disgusted about too, you know, however, you are who you are today because of, you know, those and who knows, you might not be as motivated today if you weren't so unmotivated back in the day, you know, like, and you were just a kid, you're a high school kid, you know, who hasn't been that high school kid. I mean, you know, yesterday, or it was Friday. I went to the Iowa-Nebraska game Friday. Iowa won, was walking home to walk into the car, and there were some college kids. We walked past the college apartment, and they were like, oh, F Iowa. Iowa sucks. You know, F you. You know, hey, you and the Iowa sweatshirt, F you. You know, and like, if I was 19, 20, and it was a Friday night, I might have been doing the same, you know. Right. But we're just different. We're just different people now. Absolutely, and it it took the Marine Corps to really instill, you know, those kind of aspects in me. Yeah. You know, to look 
Because, I mean, while I was in boot camp, man, I looked back on every aspect of my life because I was at the lowest point, like, this sucks. So I'm, like, writing letters to my mom, like, apologizing for everything that I had done in my past, you know? And, mm-hmm. uh, but I just took all the things that they were feeding me, like, a lot of people would wave it off, like, leadership principles and leadership this and this and that, and I was just eating it up, yeah. you know? Well, what can I do to make myself better how do i you know better improve okay i gotta take college i gotta do this you know and constantly looking for better ways to seek Mm self-improvement and i'm 100 percent thankful to the marine corps for instilling those kind of values in me yeah you know because i would assume that those were in me somewhere but it just took something bigger you know to bring those out of me i I think marine corps was the place yeah i was gonna say that it seems like they were in you all along and can be, I think, attributed to making state wrestling. Like there was, there was some potential in there, you know, that you didn't see that you had. Now you made state wrestling tournament. So what else, what other potentials do you have that you don't see? You mm-hmm. know? And I think that's exactly it. You know, as a coach, you know, maybe Ryan saw those things in me. Mm-hmm. Maybe Holub saw those things in me. And how do you get through to that 16 year old kid, 17 year old kid, you know, cause they're all like us, you know what I mean? And get through yeah. to them and be like, Hey man, you know, I see these potentials or cause you're like, Oh, this guy's just blowing smoke to keep me on the wrestling squad. You know, <laughs> yeah. he, old boy needs numbers, but you know, maybe you, maybe those guys actually see those things, you know, now that we're older, you're like, how do you convey to this 16 year old kid? Like, man, I see potential stick with it, grind yeah. it out. You know, work hard. I think if you figure out how to answer that question, you'll be one hell of a coach. Right. I, yeah. I assume there's a lot of guys trying to figure out that question. <laughs> well, yeah, yes. And unfortunately, I want to say no as well, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I think. But your mindset is is the right mindset on that can set you on the right path. You know, there are fortunately yeah, some coaches that don't really care about right. the hind tit on the end, you know? Yeah. And that's the thing about wrestling was the the talk and stuff was more about that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Like, I never heard about having, like, a winning mindset and drive and all that kind of stuff in any other sport that I participated in. Mm-hmm. But wrestling was, like, this mantra and, like, having the drive and the mentality and the grit and all these mental aspects that you hear, you know, if you listen to Dan Gable talk and the brands and, you know, John Smith and all these guys, they talk about all these mental aspects of wrestling. It's where I never, any other sport that I watch or listen to, I don't hear about none of that. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Lift big, eat big (laughs) and get, and get faster, you know, but then you look at wrestling training's one thing, but then there's this whole mental aspect of it that, is just as, if not more, interesting than the wrestling itself. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, and that's a great point that you just made because that's why I like to do this and talk to people like yourself and all the others that have been on my podcast is because there's always something different that somebody can bring to the table mentally that might click for somebody else. You mm-hmm. know? And it sounds like you just – you had a different experience. You had – and to bring that here, I really appreciate it. And that was just – sorry, that was just a good bit right there. I think it's very <laughs> important to hear, you know. Well, and I've noticed it just listening to your 
other podcasts, you know, the, you can tell that the Nebraska wrestling team has this diversity of guys from all over the place, you know, some wrestling, you know, coming from California and all these other places. And now they're here in the Midwest and, you know, it's just a, a melting pot of, you know, different ideas and different styles and, and all that kind of stuff. And then you're dealing with an individual yet a team sport. It's, there's a lot that goes into it and it's just awesome to hear about it and all these guys, different perspectives and, and things like that. And they're the mental things that they do. And yeah. Cause like you kind of are, you've said it multiple times. Holub was the one that said something that clicked for you. It wasn't Ryan Lundsman. And so, yeah, you know, bringing on people who have different perspectives, you never know what's going to stick, you know, you never know what someone's going to listen to. That's going to change their life. Mm-hmm. You know? And so, yeah, that's why I'm doing this, really. Absolutely. And you just – and you never know, you know. You, you never know who's going to – I mean, you're on Spotify, man, you know. So I'm pulling up my Spotify and listening to your podcast. <laughs> like anybody else that has a Spotify account can do that, Yeah, you know. And they can jump on and maybe they hear something that sparks something. And I think like you said – you know, there's so many things that are directed towards that 1% where that's the 1%. You know, what about the other 99% who are, you know, avid wrestling fans and young kids and stuff that, you know, are just looking to see different people's stories and stuff like that? Yeah, like yours where it's like, hey, I enjoy this sport. I'm maybe not the best at it, but I'm enjoying it. And right. I want to see where this goes. And Absolutely. You know, to me, like, I just think back and I just think even just making the state tournament is just a big deal. That's just such a cool accolade to make it because you did that. You, Jacob Harwig, made the state tournament, you know, right. um, in football, the football team made the state tournament or basketball team, you know. But you yourself are a state qualifier. No one will ever take it away from you. You're I'm, I can find you on the Internet. You know, I'm looking at the bracket. I'm looking at the bracket right now. Here you are. You know, like it's it's just cool to look this up and see that you're here with all these other kids that have, you know, that work just as hard as you have. Yeah, it was definitely one of the of all the accolades that I had in sports and stuff. It's definitely the number one. You know, I can remember showering. After, because just even the way it took place, you know, I had to win, and the kid on the up the mat right next to me had to lose. Oh, you had to wrestle oh. back at districts. Yeah. So then, the kid lost before my match was over. So now there was a minute or whatever left in the match, and I know now that if I beat this kid, I'm going to state. So it was just crazy the way it turned out, you know. And then ended up beating the kid, and oh man, I remember going to the shower and just being like. How is this even possible? Yeah, you know. Like, what were you feeling when you when you made it? Like, what were you just in shock? Were you excited? Like, were you pumped? I don't like. What was your reaction when you punched your ticket to state? All of the above. Yeah, you know, because you think because I think of the I lost so much. You know, even that season, that season I lost a bunch. You know, so. With all the losing and, you know, still sticking it out, you know, and knowing that at one point in time I was 
doing wrestling practice and basketball mm-hmm. practice because I wasn't sure that I wanted to wrestle anymore. So all that bouncing back and forth to come to that point and be like, holy smokes, man. Like, I'm going to wrestle at the – and it's Iowa too. Yeah. You know, which just makes it a completely different thing. Like, enjoying watching Iowa wrestling and, and all that stuff. And, yeah, it was definitely an experience for sure. Yeah, you – just so you're aware you were after your so you unfortunately went 0 2 at the state tournament, but you finished the year 31 and 20. 31 okay. wins, man, is a lot of wins. Right. And that's a lot of that's a lot. Yeah. You know? Especially coming from, you know, I don't know if you can look up my freshman year, but I know it was very uh lopsided to the old loss category. Yeah. You know. I was yeah. seeing I was seeing a lot of lights they say in the in the gymnasiums. Yeah. Yeah, so that's just, you know. That's just a, yeah, to me that's just a lot of wins. That's a lot of matches too, 51 matches, but that's some right. success there. What um so what are you what are you up to now? What are you up to now? Yes, you know, I I'm in that messy middle. Mm-hmm. You know, I I got a wife and we got a little over 1-year-old daughter. You know, so my days consist of going to work, you know, by the time I'm done with work, I'm dead tired. But the moment I walk through that door, all of a sudden my battery gets recharged and now it's time to play with the young one for a while before she goes to bed. And I'm currently uh, working on a a different career path and Mm -hmm. stuff. So I'm studying to try and get my insurance license and stuff. So just trying to keep pushing myself in different aspects and stuff. You know, where'd so. you go to college? You mentioned college. Mount, Mount Mercy. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, when we, I told myself I would never move back to Monticello. When I joined the Marine Corps, <laughs> I said, I will never go back to my hometown. Yeah. And then slowly but surely, you know, Mason City to Marshalltown to Marion, back to Monticello. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I told myself I never would, but. You know, I, uh, Mount Mercy was in Cedar Rapids mm-hmm. and we decided to move to Marion and I just took in the Marine Corps, you get these smart transcripts they're called. And it's basically all the classes and stuff you did in the Marine Corps and how that can transfer into college credits in the civilian world. Mm-hmm. So I took that to Mount Mercy and was just like, Hey, which degree plan that you have is going to accept the most of these credits because yeah. yeah. I want to get my degree done as fast as possible. Yeah. And they said that the business degree would accept, you know, 70 credits or whatever it was. Mm. I think it was 80 some credits. So I would only have to do two years to get my bachelor's. Dang. So then I was like, all right, I'll do, I'll do two years, no breaks, just plow through it and, and get it done. So there was no uh, significance to choosing Mount Mercy. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I, there probably will always be a soft spot, at least hopefully, you know, like it kind of happened that I'm at Nebraska. I've never been a huge Nebraska fan, but now that I'm here and doing it, like it's not that bad, you know, it's, it's right. growing up. Right. So, you know, yeah. Mount Mercy, well, I got to ask when, yeah. Oh, when, when Iowa and Nebraska were wrestling, are you, are you cheering for <laughs> Nebraska or are you cheering for Iowa? So, um, nice weather we're having today, huh? <laughs> You're just a fan of the sport, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's put it at that, yes. You know, 
I like Nebraska. I like the the wrestlers that I'm doing here with. You know, it, it was tough. It was tough. You know, Eric Schultz was the first one I ever interviewed, and he was going out there wrestling Jacob Warner, and I'm like, man, you know, right? Because Eric is such a yeah. nice guy. You know, they all have been nice guys. That's the tough part. They're all nice guys, so yeah. you kind of pull for them all to win. So well, and especially now you knowing them, yeah, you know, like me seeing you know Iron Man or Lee or DeSanto on the screen, that's all they are to me is this wrestler, you know. You having these personal one on one conversations, like there is more of a human interaction there to where mm-hmm. I want Iron Man to win solely because he's a Hawkeye, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Now you're watching Nebraska and you're like, man, I just had a hour long conversation with this guy, like. I want him to win. You know, there's <laughs> yeah. a difference there, I think. Yeah, and you, like, and the goal hopefully also is that when people listen, they kind of feel like they get to know them on a little personal basis too. Because, like, Eric, he wrestles, but he's, like, not defined by it, you know? We talked a lot about his family and his six sisters, six, I think, or five sisters. Yeah. Like, you know, he was getting beat up on by his sisters all the time. And so, like, it was yeah. just... Right. You know. Well, and the last gentleman who uh, is married, the one from California. Yeah, Liam, yeah. Yeah, I was like, man, he's got life and he's wrestling in college. Like, this man's got so much going on. Like, and to stay focused and motivated and, you know, to have a wife, because that takes up so much time. So now, you know, he's balancing wrestling and teammates and wife and, you know, to have a wife that, you know, is just as involved in the process and wanting to see you succeed and stuff. Yeah. Like it's just impressive that these collegiate athletes, cause you just assume, you know, these guys are 18 year old college kids that have nothing else going mm, on in yeah. their life, but wrestling. And then you have that guy on and I'm like, he's got just as much stuff going on in his <laughs> life as I do mine. Plus he's a collegiate athlete, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. it's super impressive what some of these guys do, you know? And that's yeah. something that your podcast has, brought to light for me you know mm-hmm. talking to that gentleman yeah and i hope you know it shows that you still got you know even though you come home and you're tired you know i think you still got a little bit left to give and i think a wrestling coach might might be calling here i think i think it'd be good right. for you yeah it'd be it'd be awesome to to be involved in like you said i think we're just fans of the sport you know and i think the sport is great for young kids i think there's just that another you know struggle is finding that line you know what i mean like how do you keep the kids interest you know because not everybody is that tom or terry brands or you know kale sanderson where all they care about is winning and stuff you know how do you toe that line to constantly keep them interested but you know not having these kids wrestling you know 50 weekends out of the year you know so when, real quick, when you were playing basketball and wrestling, did anyone ever come to your house or anything? Like, did Ryan Lundsman come in and be like, hey, I heard you're also playing basketball. What's what's going on with that? I don't I don't think anybody did. I think I'm sure they talked to me at school and stuff and whatnot. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure there was definitely some persuasion more so from Ryan just because I'm like I said, I think Ryan was a person that probably saw a potential in me that I didn't see. 
mm-hmm. you know, and and also you need numbers on the wrestling team. <laughs> yeah. So, but so I'm sure there was definitely some, but uh, you know, I think the overall end goal was, you know, just knew I couldn't beat out Jay Ulrich. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that that's yeah that's a big yeah we'll have to let i'll have to let him know we'll have to let him know <laughs> um last thing here you do you remember that you were on was it the first conference title in monticello wrestling history was that the first i know we won conference title as a senior was that the first one i'm not sure if it, i'm not sure if it's the first one i'll have to i'll have to get information on that but it was the first one in a long time. That's right. For sure. So no, yeah, you were part of that I as well. That. Yeah, and those are, you know, you don't think about those things, you know, and how big of a, a thing that really is, you mm-hmm. know, because we didn't the one year we sent like four guys to the state tournament. Oh, yeah. yeah, we had me, Brock, and Logan won our senior year. There you so go. Maybe three. But I thought maybe a year before that we sent. Did which Landon two, like, go? Did who? Landon Felton didn't he go? Was he a no? He not go. Had maybe he went it? that year too. Wait, let me see your senior year. Right. So you went. Yep, Logan obviously, and then Brock went. Yep, there's Brock. Yep, and. Yeah, Landon Felton. There he is. Yeah. Yeah. So we sent, you know, and four, four to a Don Bosco or four to a Lisbon might not seem like much, but four for Monticello. You know, that's that's quite a few kids, I think. So yeah, yeah, definitely. I think they sent two this year. Um, you know, Landon and Logan both made. Logan made the podium. I think he got fifth, and Landon. He won his first match, so he at least wrestled the next day. Right. You know? So, let's see what Brock... Brock got beat. And he got beat again, so he got beat out right away. But... Still, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be interesting to know if if that was only... Because if so, it's a bigger deal than I ever thought it was, (laughs) you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to I, think to past because they were always with like North Lynn and East Buchanan mm-hmm. was tough. North Lynn and who else was there in that conference? Because they, they changed conferences now. Yeah, which those would have been the two big ones. Yeah, you know East Buchanan and North Lynn and yeah. the Molnexes and oh man, yeah, the Leclairs, the Leclairs and stuff. Yeah. You know, just pumping out wrestlers, <laughs> and that's another thing. You see these places like Lisbon and. You know, Don Bosco's different, but like Lisbon, you know, you got this small town that is just breeding these wrestlers that, you know, it's crazy. Yeah. I've seen Hollow's boys wrestling at state. Yeah, you got fourth. Yeah. Crazy, man. Yeah. Yeah. You talked to him? Have you? I haven't, obviously, I haven't seen him in a long time, but I don't know if you've ever come across him or. Yeah, I actually, so my nephew wrestled for Linmar. Oh really? Who was that? And I went to his tournament on a weekend and Mount Vernon was there. One of Holub's boys wrestles for Mount Vernon. And uh yeah, so he was there and I ended up seeing him and talking to him. And yeah. 
yeah, same same duty's always been. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, so who's your nephew that wrestles for Linmar? Landon Bushman. Okay. Yeah, he. You know, he played basketball growing up and stuff, and I think I finally got him persuaded yeah. into wrestling, and he loves it. You know, yeah. and he's a way better rest. You know, wrestling varsity for a school like Linmar. Yeah. You know, he's a way better wrestler than I ever was. So. <laughs> And they just made it to, I think they won. Did they win the state championship? They might, I know they're wrestling up there. They might've won the team duels, I think. Um, so it's cool that he's getting to experience some of that same stuff. Yeah. Know? Yeah. And he's only a junior, so he's got another year to go. So. Oh, yeah? Yeah, so he must have started wrestling when he was young. Or not young, when he was older because he played basketball. So, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he he. I don't maybe freshman year. He first started. Yeah, I'm not sure, but same thing. So he he's just has that drive, and now, you know, he's gonna wrestle in the off season and stuff. Oh, wow. and okay, kind of make wrestling a priority, I think, for his senior year. So I'm excited to to yeah. watch it, and you know, he's fallen in love with the sport. So just like you did. Yeah, I th- he went to the Iowa Penn State duel this oh, year. Yeah. So did you get you down know, there. You get t- no man you know we went the year before covid would that have been 2019 2000 uh, one of those years we went to the iowa ohio state match Mm -hmm. the uh iowa nebraska meet the iowa penn state meet so we went and watched all the big ones because they were all at iowa city and it was just like oh man this is amazing so you okay we Uh, must have been there at the same time because i went to, to the one before they wrestled penn state and they beat them yeah, I mm-hmm. think so. This would have when uh, was it when Kemmerer beat Mark uh, Mark Hall? Yeah. yeah, and to be in that arena when that happened, I was oh man, you don't know, you can't even describe that feeling right. of knowing what kind of match that is and what kind of wrestler Mark Hall is. Yeah, you know, and that Kemmerer, oh, it was amazing. Yeah, and the way he did it, I think he took him down three times or something. Like it just. Yeah, probably the loudest I've ever heard it. One other time right. was when Tony Ramos beat Jordan Oliver from Oklahoma State. Oh, yeah. That was that was really loud, too. But yeah. I think that might have been the loudest I've ever heard it, was when he beat Mark. It was insane to be there yeah. in that environment. And, you know, you just wish – you wish – and, like, how do you give that experience to a high school kid? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, cause I, I go to Limmar's wrestling, you know, and they got the smoke machine and they pull the curtains back and the kid like runs, runs out the hallway and stuff, just like kind of in the college. Really? Jeez, we didn't Yeah, they just got a a good setup for a good experience and stuff and making the kids feel like somebody and stuff, you know. That's cool. It was cool to see. Yeah. Cause yeah, we just, uh, walked around behind the chairs and then we went, checked in. And so that's all we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Simple, you yeah. know. Sizing up, looking around, trying to figure out which kid you're yes. going to be wrestling. Yep, yep. Is he a 160-pounder? <laughs> no, he, he yeah. got too big a thighs. He's probably 189-pounder. You know, yeah, you what know. kind of headgear he's wearing? Does he have a chin cup, you know? Yeah. You know, I don't know. All those little things. Well, any edge you could get, it seemed like. At least I thought, you know, any edge I could get to find, I, I found it. Oh, absolutely! If it, if I always looked at the wrestling shoes, I was like, man, uh, yeah. 
if this kid's got like some Dan Gable Asics on, I know I'm about to get destroyed. <laughs> if he paid 160 bucks for his wrestling shoes, he's about to show me a couple moves that yeah. I don't know yet. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's that mental aspect of wrestling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, yeah, you beat yourself before you even step on the mat. Absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> and that's one of the things that I think sets wrestling apart from any other sport. Mm-hmm. You know, is just that mental aspect of the one-on-one. But I think it's what makes you fall in love with it. There is a, especially for, you know, for us guys, you know, it's like that animal instinct inside mm-hmm. you of like that one-on-one man versus man competition, yeah. you know, yeah. it's primal in us. Yeah. You know? And I think it's, it humbles you when you lose and it puffs you up when you win. Yeah. You know? Yes. Very true, yeah. Uh, and like you know, you did a lot of other sports I did too, and there was just something about winning a wrestling match that was different than winning any other sport. I don't know. Hands down. Hands down. And when I would see that guy, you know, I, you know, call it arrogance or whatever, you know, I was like, I beat that guy. Well, yeah, I'm, yes. I'm better than him. Yes. You know, but then the next time we meet up, you know, he might get me. You know, so now I'm getting humble. Yeah. You know, walking into that match, I was yeah. like, I beat this guy twice. Yeah. Here we go. And then I get beat and I'm like, man, okay. There goes my mindset again. Yeah. You know. I'm not as good as I thought I was, so I need to get back and work. Yeah, absolutely. And you see it, wow. you know, Kemmerer versus Rabiola or whatever, Nebraska. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. anybody can lose on any given night, mm-hmm. you know? And I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you taking some time to sit down and chat with me. It's been a pleasure even just catching up. You know, we graduated together, so it was just cool to do that. But And your perspective, I think, is just goes a long way, you know, again, from being just somebody who enjoyed it in seventh grade to being a state qualifier, you know, big gains you know success and just taking that into any aspect of your life i just i appreciate your insight i guess is what i'm getting at i appreciate that man and i think it's like i said i I messaged you i'm super jealous Mm -hmm. of what you're doing uh it's cool to see you know you getting after it like this and you know doing something that you want to do and enjoy doing and i'm sure you love getting to talk to all these guys about something that you're passionate about and Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's the goal for a lot of us is finding that passion or something and, you know, being able to do it like what you're doing. So, yeah. And yeah, again, I know you got a a child. So uh, congrats and congrats on the marriage. I know you said since 2018, but, you know, so you're making some gains in your personal life and that's that's awesome to hear and success. And, you know, so but again, I just appreciate you sitting down and talking. Of course, man. Yeah. Anything. Let me know anything I can do. I'll share this and yeah. whatever I can do to help you get this thing out there. So I appreciate you taking the time out of your day to to talk with me. So Yeah, and I hope this opens the door to just anybody who likes the sport, you know. I know there's a lot of guys we wrestled with. Logan, you mentioned him a couple of times. I don't know what he's up to, but maybe he'll like to sit down and chat and just anyone who wrestles. Right? You know. So All right. Well, thanks again and we'll We'll catch you next time. 
Yeah, sounds good, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. Thanks again for listening to this episode of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. Special thanks to my guest and friend, Jacob Hartwig, for taking the time to sit down and talk with me. Uh, Please feel free to rate, comment, and subscribe to this podcast. You can also check me out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat to hear more of my content. And be sure to tune in to hear the next guest of the Let's Talk Wrestling podcast. Take care, and we will see you next time.